The following is a production by Cutting to the Chase Podcast. Whether it was Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, I know Bryant's already in there, so the other guys, is there a, a heavier you know, priority in your mind in terms of we should definitely keep this guy at all costs? I think the Cubs are better off, and there's people that are going to disagree with me, but I think the Cubs are better off. If they're going to have to spend a whole lot of money. Dom Frederick, you are the man of funny, great Twitter follow. How are you doing morale-wise and all? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on again. The Cubs got a win last night, and overall, you know, it's been a good start to the year that we had a great weekend against the Cardinals. That sweep was awesome. And, uh, you know, heading into the series with the Marlins at the federal landmark. So things are going well. We're in first place. I can't really complain all too much. That's right. Yeah. Like you said, Cubs, they might've needed a little bit of morale after the midweek trip to New York, but vibes should be high. They won. Like you said, last night, their ace in Kyle Hendricks stepped up. He was huge. He's been really good lately and he's still trying to get better. He's still improving. So, that's awesome to see Hendricks has really turned it on as I knew he would be. I think you would have would agree, but yeah. Uh, they're, yeah, they're home tonight for a rare Friday night game at the federal landmark. So it's, it's going to be a rocking good atmosphere. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited for it. You know, the Marlins are playing decent. I believe they have a lot of no name guys. So it's always tricky depending on, you know, who you're facing. We know what happened in the playoffs last year. So it should be a good series and hopefully the Cubs can add on to what they've been doing overall this year in 2021 yeah so and it's going to be a good opportunity for the Cubs to get a little bit of uh, playoff revenge after last year not that that really matters now but it will be nice to just get that a new win streak started Uh, and you know they've been really good at home this season it's been really cool to see them playing so well at Wrigley this season and what the you know 38 40,000 fans back we saw it over the weekend like you were alluding to the energy is back and I think the team like I like to say on Twitter that they're back. So hopefully they uh, continue the continue the high five. So so kind of going back to the whatever the early part of the year. So I know you never give up on this team, but I'm sure no. you probably would even have to admit it can be tough when things aren't going right. So how do you keep from getting frustrated? How do you keep the morale so high? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, overall, I just look at baseball as this. Uh ebb and flow type of deal where, you know, you're going to have good weeks and you're going to have bad weeks. It kind of is how it is. You hope that the talent rises to the top. And I think that's why it skewed so many uh, fans uh, image on baseball last year when you have the 60 game season. So, you know, you're just looking for everything to rise to the top. I think that's consistently happened with the Cubs. It doesn't mean that necessarily equates to world series championships or, you know, playoff wins all the time but you know the Cubs have had a chance in the playoffs and that's kind of what we've always hoped for that they could consistently compete for a division be in the playoffs and then if you do your research and you you know you figure out who's good and who's bad and we've seen all these players for a long time so we kind of know who they are and you know I think with some of the additions that Jed made specifically adding Matt Duffy uh you know really uh investing in Nico Horner even though he didn't start this season on the roster you kind of see the uh, light at the end of the tunnel in terms of how the Cubs can diversify the lineup. And now it really comes down to what they can do to supplement the starting rotation. So again, I look at it, I look at the game as a, you know, 
from a uh, micro view, a uh, 3000 feet up in the air view, you probably hear that term all the time, but that's how I look at it. And I just take it one by uh, one game at a time and just know that we have a lot of games left, especially at the start of the season. So, and I'm just an optimistic person. So it's just, uh, it all wraps up into one. And that's kind of my view on baseball and really a lot of things. Yeah, you know, I, I was listening to the April edition of the compound that you were on, of course, Ian Hap's podcast, and yep. you were right at the time when you said, you know, the hot you guys were all saying the hot stretch was going to come, but also the historically bad offense that we were seeing in April was not sustainable. They were going to be much better than that. We've seen yep. that. And even going a little bit further beyond that, I went back to our podcast episode from, I think, in December last year, and you were saying that the Cubs need contact-type hitters, and that's what we've been seeing, as you got, as you were saying with guys like Matt Duffy or you know all these different kind of implementing a sprinkle of different guys into the lineup. Nico Horner is a huge, perfect example of that. Guys yep. that are like spark plugs, getting it done offensively. Maybe they're not the best offense in the world. They're not like the 2016 offense, but... I think you said the same thing before that this team right now, I feel more excited about this team as opposed to even the last few years, even when they were in the playoffs or whatever, because it's kind of fun. It, there's like a different renewed sense of, I don't know if it's urgency or if it's a chip on their shoulder or whatever it is, but sure. there's, there's definitely a fun vibe with this team. I, I mean, I think it comes down to the fact that the Cubs can beat you in many ways right now, especially when they have everyone on the roster. I know it's been kind of tough recently without having Matt Duffy and Nico to, again, diversify what we can do offensively. But when you have everyone in there, you have a lineup that is or you have a bench that's arguably like 14 guys deep. You can beat someone, uh, you know, playing small ball. You can obviously hit the home run. You can bash it out of the park. You can hit for doubles, all that type of stuff. I mean, the Cubs will always be prone to strikeouts. But again, when you have guys like Nico Horner and Matt Duffy, and you can sprinkle them throughout the lineup and put them into specific places where, you know, you're not having Wolf Contreras, Javi Baez, and who's another big strikeout guy? My guy, Ian, back to back to back, because that can be, you know, you could have a guy on third base and there's very well, uh, it very well could happen that the Cubs could strike out three times because those are the types of players that they are. And just being able to have a Nico in the middle of that or a Matt Duffy in the middle of that really, uh, I think, excites a lot of fans. I know a lot of fans want to see the ball and play more. They want to see action. They want to see more plays. And, I mean, unfortunately, we've gotten away from that over the last, you know, 10 years with velocity and spin rate. And, I mean, you can add to the fact of the sticky stuff that's being used by pitchers. Maybe that will that, that will definitely change things. But, I think that's why Cubs fans are most excited about this team is they can win in many different ways. And also adding to the fact that we're here in 2021 after a, you know, miserable last year and a half and finally have fans back in the stand. So it's, it's really exciting. I, I know I was at the game on Sunday and it was, uh, it was incredible to see the place wasn't even packed all the way. And it was the loudest that I ever heard Wrigley, um, you know, going back to my time in uh, Wrigley as a fan as I was growing up. So it's awesome. Uh, I can't wait for it to continue, and hopefully we continue to see that this weekend. Yeah, how was that being back at Wrigley last Sunday, ESPN, Sunday Night Baseball? It's the Cardinals. It's the energy. It's a big win. It was a sweep. I mean, that had to be awesome to be there. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I was. Uh, I tell people all the time, like, when I'm at a game, I don't go to as many games as people think because, you know, I have to keep up with Twitter and 
stay up to date with what's going on um, because a lot of people expect me to tweet and that's just kind of what I do. So I was more locked into what's going on, but just seeing like the cup snakes out in the outfield and everyone's rowdy. There was an electricity walking into the ballpark. Again, the place wasn't even entirely full, but the place was still electric. I know the first run they scored it sounded like a game winning home run. That's how loud it was. <laughs> so um, it was awesome. The place looked beautiful. Wrigleyville was popping the entire day. Clark Street, there were so many people out there. And it's just great to see. Hopefully, um, it can continue. I think things are trending in the right direction with the pandemic. Uh, and it's just great to see everyone having fun. Uh, everyone was supportive, happy, and you know, those are really good things. And it what's it it makes uh the federal landmark what it is and why it's so popular for you know a century. Right. Yeah. So for Going forward, so we know this team is not selling. They are buying their whatever the whatever word you want to use, all in, buying, whatever the case is. Yeah. But uh basically, what are you thinking for the trade deadline? Do you think I mean I think starting pitching, I think you just said it, that's probably the main thing. But is there maybe I don't know if there's a specific player on your radar or just what do you think might happen at the deadline for this team to improve their chances, you know, going into the second half and of course the playoffs? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, the biggest thing is the Cubs need starting pitching. And I would say that considering the position that the Cubs are in and considering that it's very, very likely that the Cubs are not going to extend all three players and we are going to be losing out on some, you know, iconic and historic players in this Cubs franchise next year. Just think it's important to go all out. I mean, whether it be Max Scherzer, whether it be Jose Barrios, like, put your best foot forward. We've, we've made the mistake of getting rid of bad news last year. I mean, can you imagine having him on the team right now as well as Kirkini? So go all out. I mean, I don't know what you're really waiting for. Um, This is the time to do it. I know a lot of GMs, Jed said it specifically yesterday that they now view these next five new season, considering the banning of the foreign substances, considering the next five weeks, no pitcher will be able to use the foreign substances. They're going to see like who's, going to be able to adjust who's going to keep their stuff who's still going to be able to strike out guys but overall the Cubs just have to go for it there's no reason to try to cut corners there's no reasons to try to play around the margins it's just go for it because you don't know what's going to happen moving forward and just if you're going to keep these guys and you're not going to trade them just go all out and let's see what happens and hopefully we can win a division and make some noise in the playoffs like I think a lot of fans uh, think we can myself included yeah so uh is there any potential prospect in the minors that you would not you know, say I would trade this guy if it means getting whatever that impact trading uh, pitcher of the trade deadline might be, or, or is there a kind of a guy that you're like, I don't want to trade him, but do whatever yeah. it takes to. Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, I, I this is going to be an obvious, obvious answer. I would say, you know, don't trade Brennan Davis. I mean, Ed Howard's far away, but those main state guys, when you look at the Cubs, I mean, Chris Bryant very well could not be on the team next year. You're going to have a hole in the outfield. Jason Hayward is obviously not the answer in the outfield. He will not be on this team in two years. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets bought out uh, because he's just the whole in the lineup. I know he had a good year last year, but it hasn't transferred over, and we, we know his history. So overall, I mean, the Cubs are going to need an outfielder. Um, they're, even though they're going to have a lot of payroll flexibility next year if they don't re-sign guys uh depending on what happens you can't get rid of a brennan davis he's a hopefully a superstar in the making looks like a five-tool player he's incredibly athletic he gets for power he can run the whole deal um so uh, that's one guy i would not get rid of but you know the cubs have stocked up their farm system of late 
they've shown that they can develop guys, uh, specifically relief pitchers, the, uh, you know, going through what the bullpen has done this year. It's really been impressive. And Tommy Hadovy deserves a ton of credit. Um, so I would just be careful there, but overall, if you know, if you got to get, I'm, let's think about what bad news was trade for. It was like five, you know, 18 year olds, yeah. right. Who aren't going to be ready in the big leagues for another four, three or four years. So, you know, if the Cubs have to do that same thing, I don't think they would have to give up as much for Max Scherzer considering bad news had, it was like a $59 million deal with three years left. And that's very, you know, that's a realistically, that's a very team friendly deal. And uh, if you're just getting Max Scherzer for a rental for a couple months, I don't see why they would have to give up as much as uh, the Padres did for bad news. Yeah. So yeah, you know, talking about this team, whether it's Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, even Anthony Rizzo. And I know that Wilson Contreras still has control, but throw him into that mix as well, as far as a guy yeah. who uh, sooner than later will have to have that next contract. So, uh, and I know you're a huge Chris Bryant guy. Like if you had I to am. pick somebody, it's, it's Bryant, but yep. are there specific Cubs that you think, and I guess Chris Bryant, obviously aside that you think sh- they should definitely try to lock up. Like if you had to only pick a few, whether it was Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, I know yeah. Bryant's already in there. So, the other guys, is there a, a heavier, you know, priority in your mind in terms of we should definitely keep this guy at all costs? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And normally I just think, well, I, I generally would say that it's better to have a team of, you know, good players over the entire roster instead of just one or two stars. I mean, we see that with the Angels all the time with Otani and uh, Mike Trout. But I'll say this. I think the Cubs are better off and there's people that are going to disagree with me, but I think the Cubs are better off if they're going to have to spend a whole lot of money. I think they're better off going for Chris Bryant instead of, you know, trying to make uh hobby buys or Anthony Rizzo combination work. I just don't see it necessarily happening. I think Chris Bryant's the best player on the team. Probably uh, we're thinking I was going to say this already. He's an MVP. He's the most versatile. He plays five positions. He has the best, uh, you know, one of the best abilities to, control the strike zone. He might strike out a little bit more than Anthony Rizzo does, but I think he's the most consistent when he's healthy. He's obviously the most impactful and uh, he's shown he can do it on the big stage. So I, I, I would make a run at him if there's, if it absolutely does not happen, I see the Cubs probably just uh, pivoting and going for uh, Rizzo and hobby. But I do think they're going to start the discussions looking at Chris Bryant first and seeing if that can happen. And then going from there. I mean, a lot of people have said like qualifying offer to Chris Bryant, it's not going to happen. He's going to get paid. He's having an MVP season. Like he's going to get whatever he wants, even though he will be 30. So that's going to be interesting. But overall, I mean, when you're looking at this Cubs team, I think Chris Bryant's the most impactful player. He's the most versatile again. I think he can do the most damage in your lineup and really be a force moving forward, considering I think he's going to age pretty well into his 30s. Yeah, you know, yeah, Bryant's been, I mean, he has had a huge comeback season. Huge. Uh, and even Baez, I mean, you're like, yeah, you know, Baez is definitely better right now than where he was last year. And maybe the 60 game thing, you know, maybe they had the full 162 that those no, those numbers would have normalized. But Baez is better. But yeah, I think um, Brian has definitely shown his worth this year. This might be his best. I'm not looking at numbers right now, but this might be his best season. I think at some point, yeah, at some point recently, he was already ahead of his MVP 2016 season at, at that point in the calendar. So. You know, Brian has been so versatile, so valuable. Uh, the injuries that he's had have always been more or less bad luck than anything. 
And yeah. you're right. You've seen what he can do when he's healthy. So do you worry, though, if because he's got Scott Boris. So do you worry that he would get like a 10 year deal or would you say, hey, get him and then worry about the last you know few years of that deal when that time comes? Like kind of like with yeah. him right now. Yeah, I mean, you're always biting the bullet when you do long-term deals. It's part of the beast. And, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. It's it, it's it's so hard to tell. I go back kind of the Christian Yelich deal. I think he signed for $220 million. A lot of people said that was a team-friendly deal. Like, is Chris Bryant going to take that? I don't know. Lindor went and signed for, what, three 340 was it? Was it less than that? Mm, yeah. You know, so it, the market's so strange. I know Lindor is a, a, a little younger. Um, we'll have to see. I, I I can't really speak to the numbers specifically considering before this year, I didn't think Chris Bryant would get a $200 million contract just because of how he was trending. But, you know, a lot of it had to do with health and all that type of stuff. So it's, it's a definitely an interesting thing. One thing I do want to bring up though, with Javi, you mentioned it. I would just be weary of Javi because Hey, I, I know he's a great defender. I know he hits home runs. I know he's a great base runner. Um, but that is one position that doesn't necessarily age very well. So as he gets older, you know, he, he makes all these fantastic plays spectacular. It's going to be hard to do that once you're past 30 years old. And if you have a walk rate of like two or 3%, he has an on base yeah. percentage of 270 right now. Like I know we can hit the home run, but Javi's not a four hitter. Javi's not a three hitter. Javi's a seven or eight hitter. If we're really looking at this objectively on a team, I mean, think back to the 2016 World Series. Think Javi hit like seven, eight, or even nine when they did the or no, Addison Russell hit nine. But you know what I'm saying? Like he's not a top. Yeah. He's not a top of the line, top of the lineup type of hitter. It's just not. He's a he's an X factor. He's he's the definition of an X factor, a guy who if he is playing well, he is a huge difference maker, but he is not necessarily a guy you can definitely count on because he doesn't get on base. He doesn't put the ball in play enough. And yeah, his defense is consistent. But from an offensive perspective, you just can't count on him on a daily basis. And if you took away the home runs, I know they're meaningful. I know they're impactful. I know they're incredibly important baseball. He really hasn't done all that much from an offensive standpoint, which is tough to swallow and why I tweeted last night. Is that worthy of, you know, receiving a hundred million dollar contract? I don't know. I'd probably say no. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me. I might sound like a hater like that, but you know, we're getting down to crunch time. It's, it's coming to July, right? Like these guys are not going to be Chicago Cubs anymore. And there's going to be huge discussions this off season on who's going to be kept this, that, all this other type of stuff. and. Again, if I'm going to put my eggs into one basket, it's going to be the guys who get on base the most. It's going to be the guys who I believe that can age the best at their positions and the guys who have proven it over time. And Javi's proven to be a very inconsistent player, an electric player, a dynamic player, but yeah. he is absolutely an X factor. And I don't think a guy you can necessarily count on for that big of a contract moving forward. Yeah, X factor is perfect, and yeah, bias is all or nothing. I mean, we might exactly. have seen we might have seen him at his ceiling when he was the MVP runner up a couple times. Yep. Um, so, and I mean, like you said, he's still a really good player. Uh, when he's hot, he's the best player on the planet. But you said it; he's inconsistent. And right now, he's not horrible. Like I'm not looking at the numbers again, but. I mean, you know, he can hit a home run. I think he did that, was it yesterday or very recently anyway? Yeah, yes, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's the strikeouts, the the lack of walks. Uh, sure, the defense is great, but I do feel like whether you have Nico or whoever else in the infield, not to say you'd make up for Baez's not being there, but I feel like they would be 
I think it would be harder to replace Bryant than Baez, for instance. Absolutely. And I, I, I don't think this would happen, but can you imagine if the Cubs, you know, they weren't selling, but could you imagine at the deadline that they traded a guy like Baez, but got that kind of incredible return back? Because someone else might say, oh, Baez. Not, I don't know if that would happen, especially in this contract year, but they might say, oh, we want this guy for his intangibles and we're going to give up this amount to get him. I doubt that happens, but it kind of reminds me of like Nomar back in the day when the Cubs got him at the deadline. Yeah. Kind of like a yeah, random no, shakeup. Yeah, I hear you. And it, I'm not trying to sound like a hater. I'm really not. You know, I know Javi's done so many great things for this organization moving uh, over the past, you know, seven years. But it's just tough sometimes when you, you watch him play. And honestly, I try to look at the I know a lot of people say I'm not objective. I'm a homer. I just say nonsense. But I really try to look at it from a, uh objective fashion. I think there's a reason for why these Cubs haven't gotten the extensions that they want. Well, number one, I think the Ricketts have a lot to do with it, but number two, I don't know if the Cubs are totally sold on all these guys. I think the person they are sold on is Chris Bryant, but he's going to be the most expensive. And are you going to want to give that contract to a guy uh, who's 30 years old? Anthony Rizzo is probably, I don't want to necessarily call it the safest bet, but clearly they're not on the right path in terms of money. Anthony Rizzo was pretty pissed about that going back to uh, the beginning of the season, got $70 million uh, worth of, you know, an extension that he didn't appreciate. So listen, I think there are a lot of things up in the air. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Well, I know uh, Jed Hoyer has said that they're looking to add, they're not looking to sell. I still wouldn't be surprised if they made a move uh, trading someone away. I, I honestly wouldn't yeah. because they, they, they could say the same thing. They were saying the same thing uh, or R- Tom Rickett said the same thing. He was like, we're not looking to blow this thing up. Meanwhile, they go out and trade bad yeah. news. So, right. I, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if they did make a trade. If they say, Hey, you know what? We have Nico Warner. He can play shortstop. He's going to get on base more. We have all these types of players. We have Patrick wisdom. We have Matt Duffy. I know hobby can do this, but you know, He's getting on base 27% of the time. It's not good. It's bad. Like he's never on base. You can't even see his base running skills. So I wouldn't be surprised. I know a lot of people are going to say I'm going to sound like a hater, um, but it's just, it's just the truth of the matter. It's just the truth of the matter. And we have seen, Will, and I think you would agree with this. We have seen when you have a lineup that is diverse, that can put the ball in play, that can make contact, that can hit for power, but can also consistently, you know, uh, keep the line moving, take their walks. It's It can be a very productive lineup, and that's why we're seeing the uh, revitalized Chicago Cubs. Of course, it has to do with Chris Bryant, but a lot of it has to do with the other role players that have come in and done a fantastic job for this team in 2021. Well said. And, you know, talking about a guy like Contreras real fast, I could see, I don't know if this would happen, but would you could you see them maybe locking him up? with that extra year of control still, if, if he were to, if he were to accept it, or are you kind of thinking, Hey, we got like Miguel Amaya, for instance, in the, in the wings. Yeah. You know, I, I probably look at catchers the most critically because we've seen it with Willie. I mean, he has an injury history specifically with his hamstrings. He's a lot older than a lot of people think. I mean, he came up to the big leagues, I think at 20, four or 25 he wasn't like a spring chicken 20 year old coming up i think he's almost 30 i believe if you want to look at that um listen if i'm gonna pay a catcher it's really hard for me to justify doing so because they can't play every day we don't have the dh it'd be different if we had a dh right and it was like uh and uh, that Mm -hmm. could Mm -hmm. definitely be put in place next year moving forward but we don't have a dh 
We know he can't play every single day. We know he has an injury history. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a solid player. Just don't know if he's necessarily worth that type of extension. And I've kind of looked at it. The most two important guys for me are Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo. Because while Javi Baez is a great player, while uh, Wilson Contreras is a great player, you can go out and find other guys who might not do the same thing, but you can find a platoon role, right, Who can, of a catcher who can frame uh, you know, handle a pitching staff, all that type of stuff. There are a bunch of shortstops who can do it. We have one right now with Nico Horner who can do it. He might not play as well as defense as Javi, but he probably has a greater upside, right? He can, we know we can make contact. We know we can get on base. We've seen what he's done. Um, and Javi's just so inconsistent. So for me, the most two important guys to lock up are Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant. And I think you take your chances with uh, you know, filling those other two spots. That's just my opinion. Again, people are going to disagree. I know it's an emotional issue. I know fans are, are, are attached to these guys, myself included, but it's going to be some hard line decisions that have to be made. And again, we are at that point. It's June 18th. The, the trade deadline's coming soon. And before you know it, this season is going to be over. I mean, depending on what happens in yeah. the playoffs, this season is going to be over soon, right? We know how fast these months go along. I'm trying to enjoy it just as much as everyone else's. But when you talk about these, uh, you know, these difficult questions, these existential questions, these are the conversations you have to have. And if I'm making a decision, I'm looking for Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant to be Chicago Cubs moving forward. And I'm kind of looking to fill those other two roster, those two positions uh, within the organization. Or if you have to go out and sign a guy, I think the Cubs can go do that. Yeah, you know, a lot of people would definitely like to have Brizzo, Brizzo and Bryant locked up. And I'm I'm even thinking like if let's say Bryant leaves and goes somewhere else and let's say let's say they do keep Rizzo and let's say Bryant leaves and, they, and it comes down to okay, we can pay to keep Javi or we don't think his upside is that strong, we're going to let him walk too. I could kind of see, and I don't know if they would do that, but like I could kind of see what they might be thinking about it. Like, yeah, we have the money, we could keep a a, a Baez because Bryant left for instance, but Maybe they think we don't need to pay for Baez. We have Nico. We have we could plug that that spot. So yeah. it will be interesting for sure. So uh, before we kind of get to the end here, I was curious what worries you about this team. I guess the rotation. Maybe I mean I like Hendricks. I like Alzali. I know you like Alzali a lot. Yep. Uh, yep. Zach Davies has been better, but yeah, they could definitely use another starter. Is that kind of the the one thing that's kind of maybe holding them back in your mind? Yeah, I mean they're they are playing on the edges, right? Their their margins are so thin, considering they don't throw very hard. I love Jake Church of Jake. Um, I've always been a contro- controversial uh, player in the locker room over the last couple months, considering everything that's gone on. But um, you know he hasn't gotten it done. Trevor Williams. I mean, it's not like we thought he'd be that much better. They need another starter. They probably need another two starters, whatever it may be. I believe in Morales' Of course, things going to get a lot better. He's he's pitched some big games. He's shown that he's he has some of the nastiest stuff in the league. Uh, but for the other two guys, even Kyle Hendricks, and we should respect Kyle Hendricks for what he's done. But he's pitching on the margins. It could be it could be uh, you know five zero quick with Kyle Hendricks. And I hate to put it that way, but when you're throwing eighty eight and you don't have the life on the fastball that day, then can be a tough one, right? We've seen it with Zach Davies. So I think that's where they need a guy to go big or go home. Big time strikeout guy. He can throw hard. Max Scherzer fits that build. That's why I think the Cubs should go for it right now because you don't know moving forward. Yeah, and it, it all comes down to the starting rotation. Bullpen's been nasty. If the Cubs have their uh, lineup uh, healthy, 
I feel as confident as I've ever felt in this team from an offensive standpoint, going back to 2016, I've never felt more confident in this team right here uh, over the last, whatever it's been five, six years offensively, considering how diverse they can be and how many position players they have who can do the job on a routine basis. If you can couple that with four, you know, four solid starters, I think Cubs really have a chance and I'm excited to see what they can do and what moves Jed's going to make in this next, whatever it is, month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And the bullpen's been, like you said, lights out. That's been yep. awesome. It's been, it's been good to see them actually, it looks like they're developing pitchers. That was the one narrative that we kept hearing that they can't develop yep. pitchers, but Keegan Thompson, Steele, I mean, all these guys have come up and have just been impactful and that's been huge. Yep. Absolutely. And we haven't had Justin Steele. Uh, I think he hasn't pitched in like three weeks. So mm-hmm. again, the bullpen's been great. I know there's been word about Tommy Nance. The fastball is not necessarily there that it was referring to where it was at the beginning when he came up. Um, but he's been solid. Winkler's been really good. Tapera, I know everyone's fired up about him. Uh, Chafin, even more so. And then Craig Kimbrell, Dirty Craig. He's been absolutely incredible. And, you know, the game's over when he comes in the game. The game's almost over when the Cubs get to the bullpen and they have a lead. It could be in the sixth inning. Yeah. This game's over. And that's something the Cubs have not had, even going back to 2016. I know the Cubs had Pedro Strope, Chapman, uh, Rondon, but like I haven't felt this good about a bullpen in the whole time uh, over this competitive window over the last seven years. Maybe people will agree, but I haven't felt as comfortable going into a late-inning game with a lead uh, with this bullpen than I have for a, a long time. And that's good. That's really nice to have as a fan. That would definitely be huge in the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, real fast. So how is the blend, the compound, the merch? How is that all going for you? Oh, yeah. It's been great. I'm super excited about everyone's support. I was just uh, me and Connect Roaster CEO. We went out to check out the Greater First Tee Chicago new facility on Addison Street on the lakefront. Um, it's, it is amazing. And we're super fired up again. For people that don't know, every uh, bag of the morale blend that is purchased helps uh, raise money for Greater First City Chicago, which is a golf organization in the city of Chicago and around. It's an international organization, but specifically here, uh, you know, focuses on helping helping underprivileged kids, you know, get involved in the game of golf, just have a positive outlet for them to, you know, immerse themselves in and you know, really look for something that, that they could build skills and, you know, build social skills, all that type of stuff. And, uh, you know, give them a positive, uh, outlook on life and a a positive, uh, thing that they can focus on on a consistent basis. So we're really fired up about it. It was great to meet everyone there and, you know, hopefully we can keep it going and I hope everyone, uh, really enjoys the coffee. I, I think people do, uh, connect roasters has doesn't, done an incredible job and as i said before there's something in that blend i don't know what it is but there's something in it and uh eventually i'm gonna go to prison for it because you know it's really turned the chicago Cubs season around it's gonna be a banned substance on uh, not only the mlb's banned substance list but probably uh it's probably gonna be a drug like for the federal government so um yeah i my my time is uh short here before uh I go into prison, but um, I'm very thankful for everyone who's been supportive and uh, hopefully we can keep it going. Yeah, the Cubs don't need the sticky stuff because they've got that blend already. Exactly, exactly. Yep, there's something in it. So uh, the last thing, and you don't have to go into it if you don't want to, but are you and Len Casper good? Uh, no, no. Not good? No, I mean, he still stabbed me in the back. 
That's um, true. you know, it was, uh, it was hurtful. You know, I listen, there are a lot of people and I know the older generation, they might not use Twitter, you know, as much as the younger generation does, but listen, man, you're out here on cameo. I've been doing this for a long time, right? This is my eighth or ninth season doing this for the Chicago Cubs. Can't tell me you've never heard of me. And I know I have a massive ego. I get it. Uh, but you can't say you've never heard of me. I mean, come on, come on, Len. And then to go out and say uh, that just, it, it hurt. I'm, I haven't forgot it at all. Um, how, how, how about that when the Cubs play the White Sox? Uh, coming up here, it should be pretty soon. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't forgot about that. I am open to, you know, getting an apology, but you know, I'm someone who, uh, doesn't forget. Um, and, uh, I'm not saying, uh, well, you know, I, I hope he's doing well, but I also hope he understands what he did and, uh, hopefully we can rectify that moving forward. Well, I'm glad you uh, kind of went into that cause I didn't really know quite what he did either. So I didn't realize he said he didn't, he hadn't heard of you. Is that what he said? It was, I mean, Overall, I am joking, but yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, I mean, he he went on and said, you know, the director of morale, Chicago White Sox. Well, I have nothing against the guy who is doing that, but you know, when you when you have a person that has you know put blood, sweat, and yeah. tears into this thing for the last uh, whatever it's been, um, I don't know, again, eight or nine seasons, whatever it is, and then just to do that, and uh, you know, it, it does hurt, and uh, again. That's why he lost his space. That's one of the that's one of the the toughest things that can happen to someone when you lose your space. And right now he's Len Casper with no space. And until something changes, that will continue to be the case. That's it. You know, it's also cool when I hear uh, whether it's Kaplan or whoever shout you out, Sylvie Kaplan, uh, Greg yeah. Braggs. Greg's is the man. They've all been on the pod. So it's awesome when they shout you out, talk you up. So yep, keep doing your thing. It's been awesome Thank to you, follow. Will. And it's been great having you back on. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever you want me on again, uh, let's do it. Hopefully the Cubs are, you know, locked and loaded going into the playoffs. Hopefully we can get a few, uh, you know, additions to this roster moving into October. And I'd love to chat again then or, or whenever you want. Just let me know. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely have you back on. It's awesome that you're a recurring guest now. So, yeah, we'll definitely absolutely. do it again. Thanks, Will. I appreciate it. And uh, just let me know. I hope you're doing well and uh, have a great rest of the day and enjoy the weekend. Yeah, you too. Thanks. And I hope you have a good rest of the weekend too. Thanks, Will. I appreciate it. Three, two, one, zero, zero, and liftoff.